On this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, we talk about my middle finger, taxes on texting, and our special guest, David Corducky with BullJet.com. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckles studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'd be your host, the one and only Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I am talking about the Bride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016 Heisman Trophy Candidate of the Year, the inventor of the Redneck Egg Roll. Give it up on old mic number one, it's... Mojo! From our snowy covered headquarters here in North Carolina. Welcome back to the show. It's been a while. It's I think been so. a minute. <laughs> I forgot we even did the show for a while. <clears throat> anyway, thanks for joining us on the Fry Philosophy. You can please find us, please, please find us on the webs at southernfryphilosophy.com. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now iHeartRadio.com app. You can download our episodes there. Um, you can go to I, or excuse me. You can go to YouTube.com forward slash SFP Radio, and also our Patreon link that which we've just set up at Patreon.com forward slash SFP Radio. What else am I forgetting? I uh, think that's about it. Oh, I think our Facebook page. So oh, yeah. Philosophy. Yeah, we're doing good on the Facebook page. If nothing else, we we are getting fairly uh, sufficient. Is that the word I'm Efficient. Trying? Efficient. Yeah. Sufficient uh, at our Facebook page. Yeah. Everything else we, we suck at. <laughs> well, the other stuff, I just don't know how to use it. But can I tell you this? I I am really proud of us for making iHeartRadio. Yeah. I know that's not a big deal, but now you can say, hey, Alexa, listen to the Southern Fried Philosophy podcast on iHeartRadio. So, and bam. So Jeff Bezos in his office is hearing us ask That's Alexa. what he's doing. Gotcha. I mean, listen, we are the number one podcast out of Concord, North Carolina. What else are you going to do? At least, you got to at least out of this address, right? <laughs> at this time slot. No, but it, it's great to talk to people. Actually, you know, when you meet a listener, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool because they'll be like, "Hey, I recognize your voice." Yeah, and then they'll yeah. I had a guy today, uh, and we'll talk about this at Taco Bell, and he goes, "Hey, nice hat," and I'm like, "Thanks." And then I realized, like, I think he's homeless. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, "Maybe just like the hat." Who wanted the hat? It is cold. <laughs> it is cold outside. It is. I think he was just trying to get yeah, a hat well, out of the whole deal. That works too. Anyway, so yeah, I'm, I am really excited about iHeart. That's that's some fantastic news. Yeah. So that that's another cool venue to listen to us at. Uh, I do want to say I apologize to all of our listeners. We just I kind of went AWOL there for a minute. I think we both did. And then well, you had Disney. Uh, that, D- Disney. Had that. How'd yeah. that go? How'd that turn out? Uh, it's Disney. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, the happiest place on earth, and until your wife drags you to the all parks every day for eighteen oh, hours Lord. a day, I so I couldn't even. But you know, just to see the delight in the kids' faces. Sure. You know, I mean, it's always you know we live eight ten hours away from Disney, so mm-hmm. that drive down, um, you know, getting there. I mean, the drive down, getting there, just unpacking, yeah, and then you know, kind of getting settled into a routine, and then all of a sudden you got to pack it back up and drive the ten hours back. So, sure, um, yeah, but no, great time with the family, good, good time to bond. My sister, brother in law, with their kids nice. went, so we got a time to spend time as a family, which we haven't done in years. So, it's all hey, it's all good. Just awesome, yeah, just expensive. <laughs> 
definitely uh, definitely more expensive than Six Flags. Yeah, it, it costs a penny, pretty yeah. penny, I'm sure. So we we had you going there. I got stuck with work, and then you went to like San Antonio. So there was yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> we, we probably need to do a better job next time of saying, "Hey, we've we've taken a little bit of a break." Because we announce, hey, we're on iHeart, and then we take a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's impromptu. You know, sometimes it, yeah. it happens. Our real jobs outside, sometimes they uh, yeah. they kind of get in the way of our, our podcasting hobby and, habit. And to prevent that, what we ask you to do is just go on Patreon and then, you know, yeah. give us some, you know, throw some, some dollars our way. A couple way healthy so can, donors out there, and we, we're doing this. We're set. Yeah, that'd be great. We're cheap. And then <laughs> we don't need a ton of money. I mean, literally a ton, maybe like a half ton of cash would be good. Yeah, American currency, not Venezuela. Oh, yeah, that's true. Honduras. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> Honduras money. Uh, also, too, if you would like to come hang out with us uh, at the uh, Bust of Knuckle Studio, you can email us at sfpradio at gmail.com. And you yourself can be sitting in the Bad Mother Smoker smoking hot seats right here with us. I mean, we'll give you a bottle of water. We'll say, hey, what's up? You know, all that fun yeah. stuff. I mean, what else? Would you rather be doing on a Wednesday night? We might even uh, go out and have a beer afterwards. We may. Yeah, we'll probably put together a care package from some of our friends now. We can. Yeah. yeah. We could probably get that get that rolling. But uh, shoot us an email if you want to hang out with us. Uh, I mean, again, SFP Wednesday nights. Ra- yeah, SFP Radio at Gmail. Yeah. Nothing, you know, ain't got nothing else to do. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. Mojo, I be darned. Well, I hope, uh, hope everyone got their milk and bread fix here in the South because, you know. Sure. We uh we lose our ever loving minds when it snows because mm-hmm. you know it snows. It's usually nasty for a day, maybe two days tops. Tops, and it all melts away. Yep. But you go to the grocery store. Oh, geez, it's like bread apocalypse and milk apocalypse. I, I still haven't found a recipe. And I'm I'm born and raised and bred here in the South, and I still can't find a recipe for milk sandwiches. Oh no 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 no! But you take the eggs. Uh, and you've got French toast, my friend. That is true. So evidently, when we get snowed in, everybody wants to make French toast. That's oh, my man, theory. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. And then this time I noticed at the old Harris Teeters that uh, mm-hmm. every frozen pizza was sold out. <laughs> like, I asked, the, I asked the guy that will stock in the freezer, I was like, did y'all have a run on frozen, uh-huh. or did y'all not get your delivery today? And he goes, no, just everyone bought every frozen pizza we had. Hey, y'all. Here's a little tip: if if the electricity goes out, you're still ain't gonna run. <laughs> well, I guess everybody, I guess everybody's cooking on propane stoves or gas stoves <laughs> or grills or something. But I mean, a pizza is probably not the best thing to use or to eat no, on a propane I, I, sta- I, stove like that. I would say not, but you know, stranger things have happened. But yeah, there was people carrying. When I came to the cash register, people had five or six, seven, eight pizzas stacked up in their cart. So wow, that was a new one on me. I've never seen that before but hey i mean yeah i was at the harris teeter and i saw something i never saw before um i saw somebody intentionally trying to like purchasing the sushi from <laughs> harris teeter have you tried the sushi i've from- actually had it yeah. how, yeah. how is it's, that it's a substitute uh-huh. for when you can't get yeah, there and, I you know, and I, what helps is you actually see the people roll it yeah, so I, that is true. But it's better than the gas station sushi that I've seen mm. at places. Are you I don't, serious? I don't know if I would try that. But, but yeah, um, it's uh, it's definitely not the, the risk of gamble of maybe eating romaine now or, I guess, yeah. the previous couple of weeks. But, yeah, it's uh, – My wife, uh, we actually had a romaine salad yesterday. Oh, did you? And it, my wife said at the store, at the old Harris Teeter, it says, this romaine is safe. 
Oh, well, thank there's you. There's like a, a check, you know, a thumbs, thumbs up. up. This is okay. Hmm. You can eat this one. Yeah, it was a it was kind of touch and go for a while. A lot, right. of, rest, a lot of restaurants will stop using it now. So yeah. uh, evidently, the, there's a uh, uh, maybe a, I'm sure probably a surplus of romaine out there, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's getting trashed or. Do you think you do you think it was the spring mix PR folks that just threw out? This I think rumor? it was iceberg. Iceberg's like you know we're tired of just taking being <laughs> trashed. We're tired of being sold for ninety nine cent a head. <laughs> Nobody likes the iceberg. That's right. So they yeah. probably they they probably you know pay the CDC to issue a report or something, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. Uh, the iceberg lobbyists, uh, hey, they, they, they got it. That one guy who Down works for Foxy, the Foxy Iceberg Company, just <laughs> pulled, pulled no stops. He just he just kept them out there. But he yeah. pulled a Hail Mary yeah. for a week. It, it, we it did squabosh the romaine industry for a minute and gave great uh, food and fodder for the uh, memes that were created by the romaine. Sure. Oh, man. There was was like, some, we had like 14 on our page. Oh, you could post them up all day long and still, still uh, crack up. So, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised romaine hasn't become offensive yet, but who knows? <laughs> give it time. That's what we should give all of the, the caravan folks, the illegal caravan folks. We should give them all romaine. Well, maybe they'll be like, my cousin Miguel picked this. This is wrong. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Send your emails to Mojo. At <laughs> right. I'd take them all. Uh, how you be doing, man? Uh, I'm good, man. I uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, so it's the end of my stress season at work. So we've, we've gone through that. I am now officially for the month of December, December semi-retired. So now I'm working like Tuesday, Thursday. But I'm working four days or five days and two days, which doesn't quite make sense. Right. Um, but while I was stressed, I, I nibbled on my my fingernail, and it got infected. And it, it I finally got to the doctor this week. I'm telling you, this thing was the size of a football, and it's old number one, the old mm. middle finger. Mm. So I was like, ah, this hurts, and like flicking everybody off. Finally, my wife said, I'm done with you flicking me off. Go to the doctor. I go to the doctor, and then they give me some some medication with with the note, hey, um, this may cause this may cause some squirts. This may <laughs> cause some some irritable some, bowel. Yeah, may may give you that. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I'll uh, you know try that out. And so this was yesterday where i decided to, to start the, the medicine day one i'm all right uh decided to have lunch today with uh, our, our worship pastor daniel hodges where mm-hmm. we want to go i don't know we're somewhere somewhere close to the church so we went to taco bell not a good idea not the wisest decision you made all week no no i don't know if it was the taco bell or the medicine right now a combination but i am i am i i've lived since i've since i've heard you tell me live by the rule Never trust a fart. Yeah. Now I, I, I'm squeezing it before anything even gets close to a fart. So uh, I'm so have nervous more, right now. So if we have more than uh, more than usual uh, commercial breaks during this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we know what's up. Yeah. Uh, can, can I also tell you Taco Bell? I looked at the menu, and it's basically the exact same thing, just prepared a little bit different. Well, I think that's all Mexican restaurants. Yeah, but it's like, what is the difference between a burrito, the quesadilla, this 14-stack nacho <laughs> libre, you know, hot yeah, pocket? Right. I'm so confused. It's all the exact same thing. At least at the Mexican restaurant, you get like peppers. You know, you could do like chicken, you know, with peppers or right. bacon or different things. But Taco Bell is the exact same thing, just packaged Nin- differently. 19 different ways. Yeah. yeah. You're right. We we looked at the only thing that was actually original was the the uh, Doritos Locos shell, mm-hmm. and that was it. 
Right. It, everything else was brown, lettuce, cheese, meat, the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's per- just prepared a hundred different ways. There, yeah. So. so anyway, I don't know. I'm I'm still struggling. We'll see what happens with uh, with the old. The oh, old, yeah. Uh, Speaking of my Texas trip, I, I, oh, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed my few hours I was there. It's literally <laughs> uh, just a little contact. So did, I, I, did you also have diarrhea? No. Okay. Thank all right. God. Well, that would have been a really that long trip. That would have been miserable. So just in some context for, yeah. context for listeners. So I, I sold a, uh, a trike, which is a three-wheel motorcycle, to a customer in near San Antonio. And um, he asked me to bring it. To him, he wanted to surprise his wife for her birthday. You know, Merry Christmas, he paid Chief. me. He paid me extra to run it out there as quick as I could because the delivery company I use um, was about two weeks out, which is kind of normal for wow. this time of year. So anyway, so I, I hop in my truck, load it in the trailer, mm. kiss the wife goodbye. So I go by the kids and head out there. And I, this is amazing. <laughs> so it's an eighteen-hour give or take, nineteen-hour drive, probably twenty with fuel stops. So mm-hmm. I rush out there, make it there eight o'clock in the morning. Um, I left my house at uh, around noon the day before, wow. so I, I kept on truck and got there, loaded back, or you know, did it back a turnaround. Anyway, some things, that interesting uh, habits I've noticed from our uh, our Texas cousins and, mm-hmm. our, and our Louisiana cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Texas has some of the greatest things ever. Bucky's mm-hmm. gas station, it's oh, amazing. man. I pulled up. I asked the lady how many pumps there's there because, you know, usually at the gas station, especially I drive a diesel truck, so sometimes you maybe have one, two, six pumps max. And this is diesel or just all all uh, together? Just talking about diesel. You know, you'll have some of these bigger, right. like, you know, QT or sheets or something like that. They'll have maybe six pumps for diesel. Mm-hmm. There was 180 pumps at this Bucky's. Right That's out, insane. Right, right out of Katy, you know, north of, mm-hmm. I guess, a little bit north of Houston. 180 pumps. Every pump had diesel on them. I was like, you guys – crushing it. you're leading the industry here i mean besides <laughs> bucky's i mean if you've never heard of bucky's you gotta stop right pause this go look at bucky's on the internet because man their stores are amazing yeah i mean their bathrooms are so stinking clean uh, i didn't go to the bathroom you should have man the coffee beverage stations to the kolache station yes oh sir. my goodness and if you don't know what a kolache is Bring you gotta it. you gotta look that up it's basically like a hot pocket check this viking hot pocket it is phenomenal don't, don't let me let me uh, Reiterate: Do not look that up on uh, UrbanDictionary.com. <laughs> no. it, it's 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 a hot, like a regular hot pocket, but you're putting breakfast food in it. That's really really good. Sausage, eggs, ham, bacon, whatever I mean, you want. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then like you know the sausage. Speaking of the sausage, because I got the sausage. The sausage isn't traditional breakfast sausage like we right. have here on the East Coast South, or you know, like yep. a Jimmy Dean. It is a Czechoslovakian Texas style sausage hot link. It's pushed. I mean, it is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they're like just billowy pillow dough balls. That I mean, they're phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it remind me of the the Ryan's and Quincy back in the day. Yeast rolls with just stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, they were delicious. Stuff but, of Ryan's but, yeast rolls. Oh yeah. There you but go. The, the bad habits for our, of our southern friends, they they, you know, the, the speed limit's seventy seventy five there. Sure. And you're getting there. You're you're doing eighty. And you're people, eight. there's. I mean, I got a trailer on the back of my truck. I'm pulling it. I get over to pass a car, and immediately, I mean, there was no cars behind me for at least a good half mile, mile mm-hmm. and back, and they get there behind you and ride your rear end, and they Ooh. blink their lights the whole time. Huh. I wanted you to move over. And this wasn't just like one time. This was like really? at least a dozen times. Hmm. So if you could, just please stop that because okay. it, it creates road rage. <laughs> And it's hard to have road rage when you're like 
pulling a bike behind you that's oh, yeah. worth a lot of money. Yeah, it's worth more than their car and their yeah. life. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just stop that. Road rage does happen. So yeah. Yeah, When when I lived in Texas, it was, it was pretty uh, common for a car to pull over off the side of the road to let you pass. Yeah. Like, we've had that happen several times, my wife and I. Two-lane highway, they're not going to – so uh, yeah. so they pull over and let you go. It's really but nice. This is on the interstate. And, yeah. it, you know, there's five lanes on each side. So, I mean – Yeah, they it, do it know, bigger in Texas. Yeah, definitely, man. What an amazing – you know, I mean, Houston area is amazing. I mean, it just yeah. – like, you don't like it, do you? I tell you what. I, I love <laughs> – Houston to me and Sketch, you you're going to listen to the show, so you can attest to this. One, it's so spread out. Like Houston itself, it's huge, is just, yeah, it's massive. So to go from one side to the other, it takes you know, like four days. Right. You know, it's so, it takes forever. And then like it's so hot. The other part, it's the armpit of Texas. It's just you've got you know Galveston and the Gulf there, and it's just it gets so hot yeah. and steamy in the summer and. You just want to die. I could see that. I mean, you just I, want to I, die. granted, I was there just in November, but I, yeah, I could and you were there for like two minutes. Oh yeah, no, so, no. I mean, I, I, obviously, lot. I can't relate to living there, <laughs> but uh, you know, the places because I, I did take my time coming back a little bit and stopped at some restaurants and things like that that yeah. I, I, I've recognized over the years of uh, restaurant world. But you know, the phen- phenomenal food, the place yeah. I stopped at. I mean, even Bucky's. I mean, geez, I mean, hats off those guys. I mean, whoever, yeah. whoever makes their food products, man, dynamic the, stuff. The so. jerky station. I mean, oh, all yeah. kinds of jerky. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's probably twice the price of regular stuff, but yeah, it's <laughs> worth it. So let me ask you and, and the listeners, you could play along as well at home. What are some some snacks, like go-to, these are on the, the passenger side seat when you're just trucking down the interstate. What are those go-to snacks that you've got to have right there? Well, now, since I've been doing this diet. I know, time, I know. But uh, Keto. pork rinds. Okay. Um you know, sunflower seeds is just something mm-hmm. to be busy yourself with. Do you with the shell or without? With a uh, with shell. Okay. Yeah, you got to put them in yeah, your mouth yeah, and spit them out. Yeah, it's just the old habit. You got to have a spit mm-hmm. bottle there, everything <laughs> like that. So um, that you know, you got to power it up every once in a while with a Snickers bar. Okay. But you know, chips, something salty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm um, I'm not a big sweet fan anymore, okay. but I do like the salty, savory sweets. Yeah. Or salty, savory What's your snacks. Go-to chip. Uh, Funyuns, really? Yeah, it's just something unique. Huh. That I never eat. Yeah, so something like that. It's like, oh, it's different. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the, the chips I only eat with sandwiches mm. uh, or Doritos. It'd be yeah. probably a, a good road yeah. road snack. So, how about you? I'm a I'm a combos guy, mm. and it's got to be like the pizza. Oh uh, yeah, or or the just the cracker one. I haven't had those cheese. in a while, but those, those are those bring back so many memories. Yeah. I, I, I do like bugles. Bugles, I always put on my fingertips yeah, and yeah. like pretend I'm a witch. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And the same with Pringles, I always got to pretend I'm a duck. <laughs> but pr- <laughs> the problem with Pringles, though, is you don't just eat one. You got to eat them like 12 stacked. Yeah, and you can't. But the great thing is the the uh, can mm-hmm. fits directly perfectly in, cup in the holder. cup holder. Yeah, and so you could just all day, just every day, just go all down day. on that. All day. It'd be like all day. probably for 30 minutes maybe. Yeah, I mean, honestly, once they once that popped, you don't uh, stop. Yeah, you just, you I don't even know depressed. why they put a, I don't even know why they put a resealable lid, lid on it. Right, you don't need yeah. that. I mean, it's just garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it's endangering the earth. The other thing, for a while, uh, we had a deal where we would go by uh, on a road trips. My wife and I would stop at the Dairy Queen, and I would get the peanut butter parfait. Mm. I'm a huge peanut butter parfait sucker, especially I say I need extra butter. 
in, in my peanut buster parfait and they look at you cockeyed like, huh, what? But, um, no, I, I love uh, the peanut buster parfaits. I don't do those anymore, yeah. but mm, that's a snack, snack food for me. Well, those old Dairy Queens, man, you just don't see many of them anymore too. Oh yeah, so. man. Buddy, once you let them, once you're eating on the internet or the interstate, once you're eating on the interstate, you can, you can see them pretty frequently. <laughs> so anyway, that's my kind of thing. Anyway, let's, uh, we've talked enough. Let's go to some wacky news brought to you by Webmerized. If you need a clean, crisp website, go check them out at webmerized.com, the sponsor section of our website. They're right there. Oh, Ted Pelkey. Um, Hey, buddy. I got to give it to this guy. This guy uh, lives in Vermont. He has been having issues with um, his government officials. He's trying to put in an 800 or 8,000 square foot uh, garage in uh, on his property, and the government officials won't let him do it. They're they want to issue a permit. They won't. Yeah, want to issue the permit. So how does he uh, strike back? He's been fighting these guys for ten years, mind mm-hmm. you, uh, back and forth. You need a permit for this. You need a peck for that. Whatever this and that. He he uh, finally got denied once and for all. So he puts up a sixteen foot middle finger statue in his front yard. All lit, too. It's lit up at mm-hmm. night. It's on like a 16-foot, almost like a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. Then this giant middle finger lit up at night is pointing directly at the town below. On a hill. Talk about a city on a hill. Hey, buddy, there's a middle finger right there. That's right. He says that uh, he, it, he doesn't want to offend anybody in the town. Most of the people in the town are all nice. But he's given the old number one to, to these government officials. Good gracious. I mean – Here's a picture of this giant oh, yeah. middle finger oh, yeah. it's in the middle of a hill, on a hill, like in the middle of town. Amazing. Look at that thing. Hey. Lit up. I, I wonder if uh, I wonder mean, if his thing was, you hear me now? He says, you hear me now. Yeah. You didn't want to look at my building. Now look at this is yeah, what he said. Vermont. <laughs> Vermont. No no, no, uh, no disrespect meant, meant to any of your Vermont listeners, but yeah. Vermont is a, a great social Utopia, man. socialist <laughs> utopia. It you know just to give you a contrast between Vermont and other states. You know Vermont receives a lot of snow. With well, our neighboring state, mm-hmm. New, New Hampshire, you basically look over the New Hampshire state line. All in New Hampshire, the roads are all uh, scraped and clean. You can drive through in Vermont. Ah, they don't bother. Oh, really? It. Oh, yeah. There's some so many new things, laws and legis- uh, regulations now for mm-hmm. Vermont. They don't even bother with it anymore. But wow. yeah, this is a. Uh, I I think it's hilarious. I, and it, the good thing is the city can't do anything about it yeah. because it falls under free speech. The, the, evidently, giving the middle finger is free speech sure. in this country, and they're they're saying it's public art and it's not advertising anything, so it's not a billboard. You can actually see this giant middle finger from the interstate driving down the street. Hey, there's old number one. Hey, perfect. I'm glad the guy did it. You know, not not the. Not just the symbol gesture. I mean, that's kind of it's rude, but <laughs> but you know what? I mean, this guy's been fighting his ca- his county ten city for ten years. years, and this is just for a, a, a building that he wants to build a garage for his business. Yeah, and they yeah. will not allow him to grow his business. Do this. I mean, for ten years, imagine how much money, permits, mm-hmm. lost sales, lost revenue, et cetera, this guy's incurred uh, for on, you know not being allowed to do this on his own personal property. Yeah. So 
Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. He said, I've been put through the ringer by these people and it's just not right. Haven't been treated fairly at all for 10 years. It said it cost him $4,000 for this thing. I got to say, that's, that's well spent money right there, my friend. <laughs> Hats off to you, man. Um, but could you imagine, you know, you're sitting at church one day and, be, and he's, he's hosting the, uh, the, uh, the, the holiday party. <laughs> How do you get to your house, chief? Well, you see that giant middle finger right there? Yep, Just yep. go there. If you've gone past the middle finger, you've gone too far. Or if that's would that be considered a uh, an addition or a, 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 on realtor.com, you know, where they look mm. at like an amenity or I mean, yeah. Look at uh, this new house for sale that's uh, got a pool but also has this giant 700-pound <laughs> wooden finger pointing directly at the city below. <laughs> What if he has like daughters or granddaughters mm-hmm. and that's like, hey, come over to grandpa's house or, or dad's house. <laughs> that's right. This is for you, son. That's right. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good things oh, yeah. you could we, use for that. It'd be great to get this guy on the show. I'd love to hear his Oh, hear yeah. His that would be great. Yeah. He, just, he just said, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's out of his prime. He said, you know, 10 years ago, I could have, you know, really worked my business sure. and, and made a lot of money. But I spent uh, all this time trying to mess with all this jazz. Now I just don't care. So screw you, clowns. Yeah, what does he have to lose? Yeah, exactly right. Um, hey, uh, if you ever thought about being a nun, this is probably a good time. Two nuns who stole $500,000 from a Catholic school over a number of years used some of that money to go gambling in Vegas. <laughs> um, they're, uh, good gracious, these poor little uh, ladies, Sister Mary Margaret Cruper and Sister Lena Chang, which does not look like you think she's going to look, um, stole $500,000, went to Vegas, um, and, and gambled the money. They were nuns. Wow. So mm, they said that they're, they're going to press, they're not going to press charges, but they're going to f- try to find a way to pay the money back. Some of the money actually went back into I was about to say. that, so they didn't lose all of it. But, I was about, yeah, I was about to say that uh, this I mean, kind of reminds me similar of like the movie Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look how sweet that they look. Oh, yeah. They're just like little grandmas. They look like they have a ruler in their left hand about to smack <laughs> your knuckles, but yeah, yeah sure. It's like she could hurt you. Um, good gracious. I mean, they're poor little ladies, but they went gambling in vegas from out of california they uh, spent 29 years as principal um and they just decided they're for the whole not the whole 29 years but they would just go take some money and go. I, you know I'm, I'm kind of surprised that catholic church hasn't pressed charges against them but you know they said they're not going to they're going to find out different ways to deliver the punishment mm. maybe they get smacked with rulers <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Uh, evidently, the Catholic Church is not too good at div- delving out punishments for anything anymore. Yeah. So. Who's more effective, the Catholic Church or the NCAA? Uh, NCAA, <laughs> definitely, man. They they want to they want to throw all kinds of uh, indictments down anytime they can. So. The sisters' order will reimburse the school. It also says that they are going to meet appropriate penalties for the nuns. So, ten years they embezzled five hundred thousand dollars and went to Vegas with it. I mean. That's a good run. Good job. Well, whoever the accountant was for the charity or school there embezzled, but obviously didn't oh, yeah. do the due diligence. And, and how it was uh, found out is somebody looked on the back of their check, mm. and it was just put into the wrong, a different account. Oh. And it wasn't even the accountant that caught it. It was somebody that actually wrote a check to the school, and then they um, Did the old the carbon copy, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, buddy. <laughs> so don't be a nun and gamble $500,000. That's right. 
or don't work anywhere and gamble $500,000. <laughs> don't steal the money. How about that? All right. We're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to have some hot topics. We're going to talk about taxes on texting, um, the caravan debacle. And we have our special guest again, David Corducky with bulljet.com. Get ready to, uh, Go to Vegas and, I don't know, maybe watch a game instead of gamble $500,000. Right. Or, or watch a game and gamble or and that. win $500,000. There you go. All right, we'll be back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Words cannot describe how awesome Robert and his team at Webmerized are. In our time of need, Robert came through for us and devoted more time than expected to help our organization develop our new website. It truly is a blessing to have an individual that can speak to the average person not in the IT world in a manner that can easily be understood. The process of working with his team was painless, and I look forward to working with them for future projects. Our website is spectacular, and I'm really proud of what was developed by Webmerized. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Don't take Stella H's word for it, and also Southern Fried Philosophies, but go out to webmerized.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, or check out the sponsors link on our website. And if you mention the word biggin in your order, you'll get 10% off. Check them out at webmerized.com for your web services needs. The views and opinions of Southern Fried Philosophy are not necessarily those of our guests, sponsors, or friends of the show, but they should be. All right, we're back. Uh, here's some hot topics. This is Your America. These are the days of America. Brother to brother. And These are the days of America. Walking together through the promised land. Talking about a giant middle finger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> California is proposing a tax on text messages. Uh, the California state regulators have been working on a plan to charge mobile phone users a text message fee intended to fund programs to make phone services accessible to the low-income residents. Reports say on Tuesday, um, uh, Jim Wonderman, president of the Bay Area Council Business Group, said, quote, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> The amount that it's supposed to uh, bring in is $44 million, and the um, proposal right now is looking at potentially going back five years if you had any text messages um, to tax you on the tax on the text messages. Say that five times fast. Um, good night. Could, it's, it's insane. It, y'all. Let me see if I can put this the most mildest way, and you can edit this out later. But California, y'all, y'all are just some idiots out there. I mean, you. So you're gonna you're gonna tax digital air from five years ago, potentially bringing in two hundred and twenty two million dollars. I mean, I mean, in California's defense and their legislators' stupidness, everyone's running away from the state. Sure. While while I was in Texas, the, yeah. the billboards because it's just you know just the, the voting thing. Yeah, uh, you know we don't want Texas like California. So obviously there's a large relocation <laughs> of Californians 
out of the California because they can't live there anymore because it's too expensive. Yeah. So yeah. obviously they have to implement taxes like this because their state is so far. In, I mean, on the teeter of bankruptcy, and yeah. don't let the, don't let this fool you. This this tax has nothing to do with protecting kids as far as you know texting and driving. It has nothing to do with coal that burns to propel energy plants therefore to push data over the internet this has nothing to do with this this has everything to do with the state formerly known as california (laughs) and they can't pay their own bills yeah Yeah. it's it's insane like how are again i I don't understand it but again the article is saying that it's using that money to fund the low-income It'll Folks never that, see the. It'll it, never it see get, anything. It won't ever get. So it. we can't. So we. All right. There's no secret. California and New York are two of the most expensive states to mm-hmm. live in. Correct. I mean, a, a housing between housing, um, funding, uh, what they call legacy costs, which mm-hmm. are basically taxes that you pay. You'll pay income tax to the state to fund people that are employed by the state. So any person that is employed by these two states have a legacy cost. They, they, yeah. as soon as they hit 30 years, they can retire. Okay. So, yeah. and just an example, you can operate, uh, you can be someone who collects toll money in, in any of these states that are state run. You can retire within 30 years. So you can get a job 18 out of high school, working in a toll booth, have 30 years in, you can retire at 48, and you will have a lifelong pension. Wow. So this is nothing more. This is not This is not anything for low income. This is money that will be shuffled to, to fund their legacy costs. They'll be yeah. fund their holes in education due to people leaving dist- districts and taking their money with them. They're taking state money from schools and stuff like that. This will be used to fund this. They can't obviously they can't tax anymore for people earning income because they have a slow growth or negative growth in right. certain areas. Yeah. So therefore, we have to do something that's cell phones, or we have, you know next will be hamburgers from McDonald's or something. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it, this is stupid, and I can't I can't see anyone like getting on board with this. I mean, unless it's some person who's a luddite who's against technology. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I yeah. just. But here's the other thing: is like, what happened? What else are you going to tax us on five years ago? Like, oh, you breathed air from five years ago, so we're going to tax you on that. Oh, you had a, you know, you ran a generator five, you know, five years ago, so we're going to do a. Or you drank too many two liters of soda? Yeah. Like, at what point tax. is there? Does that have to stop? You can't go back and tax people on things. Well, maybe they have Marty McFly. Oh, maybe the, he's creating the. Maybe he's going back and back in time. No, no. I just I, I, you know, I, I don't know if you've been paying much. I mean, this is way off board. I don't know if you've been paying attention to France. What's going on in France Absolutely. and also in Canada? I know that there's people uh, boycotting and well, they, it's a yellow vest protest. Yellow vest. Yeah, okay, yeah. so just a little segue here. Yellow vest protest, and this has to do with that rhymes <laughs> the yellow vest protest. Anyway, this has to do with the increased taxes. You remember this thing called the Paris Accord that we backed out of? Well, anyway, right. the climate change the climate accord, change. Yeah, climate change thing uh, that we backed out of as our country. And the reason yeah. why I'm not I'm not a Trumpster, but Trump, good Trump, is good Trump pulled out of this because it would implement these huge economic burdens on on 
our country. Mm-hmm. One of them being increased tax prices on our fuel. Well, that happened. Macron in France has decided oh, okay. to implement the gas taxes, um, therefore making a lot of, you know, diesel was the main fuel over there because of diesel motors just it's so expensive that people, common people can't get to work, you know. Oh, really? So, yeah, or operate farm equipment because, you know, they have a ton of agriculture in France. So, and not just that, but so all the other taxes, they're, they're going along with this Paris Accord and other things. So fast forward to America, was it going to take people getting on the streets protesting with their cell phones? I mean, yeah. I, I hopefully people will speak up against this absurdity. I yeah. mean, I just I, – I try that in North Carolina. I, I mean, I, I don't think it would fly here. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, and not to knock California, because I love California. California's a beautiful state. Yeah. But, man, they got some messed up stuff there. Yeah. Their legislation, hey, buddy. Yeah. I mean, let's, the few people we have left, let's just get in tax them, too. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, we got to make up the deficits. Yeah. Um, all right. So, speaking of California, uh, migrants, here's the, the migrant to U.S. Uh, update. So, migrants from the caravan are demanding that the U.S. government let them in or pay them $50,000 to go home. Migrants from Central America marched to the U.S. consulate in Tijuana in two groups, and one group of around 100 had a list of demands. One of them is give us five hundred uh, or $50,000 and we'll go home. Another one, the other group said, hey, we just really would like you to speed up the claims that you're processing per day. Right now they're doing about 40 to 100 claims per day, which that's typical of what, mm-hmm. what's been done, but they want them to kind of Move it up to about three hundred. I don't think that one's too ir- uh, irreasonable. Is that even a word? Irreasonable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know my words. But fifty thousand dollars to go home. Here's my here's my thing. Or what? Yeah. <laughs> if you come to the table with an ultimatum, you better be having an or what. Hmm. Or we'll just stay here. You know, I, I we haven't talked about this. I have no clue what your opinion is on a border wall or border security or what we do with migrants. I mean, mm. or uh, asylum seekers, things like that. I, you know, we and before anyone blows their hat off, this is something that we've had since the foundation of this country. People trying to get in and also people trying to get out. But um, imagine to put this more on a micro level. Instead of let's just seeing this as a bunch of people standing outside our country trying to get in, but what if? How would you handle this if you had people outside your house trying to get in, and then all of a sudden make a list of demands? Mm-hmm. I mean, how would you handle that? I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna stay on your lawn until you let me in your house in a bedroom, or you got to give me you know fifteen thousand dollars. I mean, I don't. I, I, I'm not. Thank God I'm not in charge. I, I'm not saying I would go to extreme levels, but. How do you make the decision here? Because obviously on the, on the world stage, we look, you know, some people probably say, oh, we're horrible. But also, you know, we're trying to protect our current citizens and inhabitants of yeah. of, the, of, of America. I mean, but it's just absurd. <laughs> this is absurd. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy that if you don't let us in or, you know, or give us money, we're, we're going to still force our way yeah. in. I, I, I this is about as good as some of the other demands that some of these other protest groups have given you. Know, like, you know, hey, we, we need every person who's a man to resign from the position or whatever. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it is a topic that, I mean, it is a hot button topic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think from my own personal, if if the U.S. was horrid and I needed to get to Mexico, I would do everything I could to get my family to Mexico. I totally understand that. Um, 
but I think that there's a process that has to be done. Do I, do I think that we need to figure out how to make it more than 300 a day to, to actually process the claims and get that moving a whole lot faster, cheaper, better where we can do that? Absolutely. But I think that there does have to be a process that since day one, we have, uh, had a process that people had to follow. There's pictures of, of ships uh, going back to other countries that because they were sick that we turned – the U.S. Turned, yeah. turned them away. Uh, there has to be a process of uh, of how we protect ourselves. We have to do it, I, I believe, honestly, faster, quicker, cheaper than what we're doing it now. I, I think processing 100 a day. Yeah, but anytime you have the government involved in anything, I understand. it's horrible. But we've got to do it better. Um, well, I mean, sure. We, there's, I, I'm, I'm sure if we, pro- I'm, if we privatized the immigration process, yeah, um, we'd probably have a, you know someone like Elon Musk or Bezos probably able to perform those tasks a lot more handlier than you know yeah. our, our government. Um, as far as asylum, I mean, we have strict criteria for what asylum is. Right. Okay. Economic, economic migrants, which are a lot of a lot of these people are, they come from poor and downtrodden countries is not a reason for asylum in this country. It has to be for religious persecution, battle, war zone, right. things like that. So a lot of these people, you know, let's just say there's 20,000, you know, this care or 10,000 of this caravan, mm. not many of them would qualify for that. So uh, it's great news. It makes a great headline at night, you know, makes that top of the fold of the newspaper, right. ed, you know, uh, headline, but this is not what people think this is, what has been portrayed. Sure. Um, you know, the, the big, the biggest thing we have to talk about migration is that it's going to happen. We're going to have seepage as long as we have no type of border. And right. I mean, people, you know, we you can call me what you want, but you know, other countries in Europe have walls. I mean, mm. fences. They have a process also. Yeah. Um, you can also look at fast forward in the future and look at some of these countries which have taken in a number of uh, of economic migrants and what it's doing to their economy right now. I'm all for immigration. Mm-hmm. I'm all for um, bringing in more people that you know, that want right. to better themselves. Um, but we have to stop the social safety net. You cannot, I'll make across the border, not be able to find a job or housing and all of a sudden go apply for benefits from a country or from a taxpayer. I completely you, you, agree. You cannot that. do that. I completely agree. Um, because also not only that though, not only does it drain the tax pool and you know, I I love to debate people this. I mean, if you want to come on and talk about this in a friendly manner, love to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also lowers wages. I mean, you're not gonna if you're gonna have a construction company or a restaurant or whatever that can hire three people for the price of two, you're gonna have that happen. You're not gonna have someone who as a citizen or, you know, on a visa here visiting legally be hired with legal pay mm-hmm. if you can hire someone for, a, you know, two-thirds of what they're making yeah. or less. So there's many, I mean, many things. But like I said, I'm open. I'm open. I'm all about immigration. But we got to stop the safety net. Yeah. We got to, I mean, the, when the average uh, when an average migrant, immigrant, illegal alien, whatever, whatever term you decide to use, can make more than a, you know, wounded, disabled veteran, Mm. With government benefits, something's wrong. I mean, something's wrong with that picture there. Yeah, and and I'll, again, I'll I'll stress the fact. I think that we have got to make even just the pathway to citizenship easier, faster, cheaper. And I don't know what that pathway looks like. You know what I'm saying? Because right. of my birthright of this country, so I have no clue with that path. I know that it takes people a number of years. We have a close mm. friend of ours at church who 
will hopefully be going to that process soon. I mean, right. he's just now got an extended stay here. Um, I would hate to see him leave under any guidelines, and I would be right there fighting right. to hold him here and to hide him or whatever we needed to do. I mean, because of of the relationship we have with him. Um, but I can tell you right now, he the process he has to be here legally right now has not been – you know, cake and ice cream. Right. It's been extremely hard. And yeah. there's got to be a better way that we can do that. Exactly. That's, but, you know, as yeah. far as the processing, you know, quicker and easier and things like that, a lot of these countries that these this caravan is from, they don't have accurate records. Right. I That's mean, the other part. Yeah. I mean, the, some of these people could be born in Alskar villages where they don't even have Paper birth work. record. Birth. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, how do you it's, sign that? How do you process that? Yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't. If you owned a company, you would not just hire someone willy-nilly with no ID, no – if you wanted to pay them legally, you would not do right. that. You would you would not bring someone into the fold of your, your company culture without knowing at least a little bit about them, at least yeah. their legal name and, and age. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, there's got to be a better process. But right. also the demands. I mean, come on. I mean <laughs> – you you want to you you're trying to play on the the heartstrings of Americans to let you in, right? And then you do something like this, right? I mean, even the this this probably fifty fifty on the country split. You know, fifty percent want them, fifty percent say go back. Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now that probably twenty five percent or fifty percent of that other fifty that wanted you to let you in is probably like, oh, no, nah, I'm not giving you any money. So yeah. they're probably and and to be clear, it was a hundred people out of that that caravan that said that they, these are the demands that we have so sure. it, they weren't speaking for the whole the whole group but i do think it's kind of funny like well but do you, but do, but do, you but do you not think if that hundred got the demands passed the other wouldn't jump oh, on yeah. board oh, yeah. and then it would be another caravan and another caravan oh, yeah. and Absolutely. another caravan. It, it would never stop heck i would leave i would fly to mexico <laughs> say change, you owe me $50, change, your, change your name yeah. yeah there you go uh, Hota. Uh, the other, the last thing I was going to talk about, uh, House of Cards. You uh, finished watching season six. So if you have not finished watching House of Cards, go ahead and pause this, move to the next segment uh, with uh, David Corducky from Bulljet.com. But so this is a spoiler alert. Um, House of Cards, sixth season. What'd you think about that? Out of, out of all the seasons, I think it's probably my least favorite just because <laughs> they didn't let some of the stories develop. Yeah. Um, especially handling the death of the president, how they wrote right. him off of that. They kind of slipped it in, but they, they really never went into that. So, yeah. um, I, I like Robin Wright as a, as a lead, sure. but just some of the storylines they didn't let it develop. It made her. no sense. The whole thing. But, <laughs> makes sense. In a, in a, but on, if you look at it from a distance, uh, it does show you how quickly power can corrupt oh, even yeah. more. you like when she was, it was her turn, just the, the wielding of power, mm-hmm. What you, you you know, it can show, it could quickly show you how how you get that kind of god complex. Mm-hmm. So, but also it kind of gives you, like I said, the, the whole series just gives you that ten thousand foot view of how our government can be very corrupt yeah. in a lot of ways. It doesn't matter if it's red or blue, dim or Republican holding office. I mean, yeah. power corrupts, and a lot of people, a lot of just a small minute minority member yep. of the, of this United States control all of us yeah. with everything yep. from, you know, uh, from texting <laughs> taxes <laughs> right. to, you know, what, what we pay for prices on certain things. I mean, yeah. it, it's just, it's mind boggling. I think it's what 535 people control the whole country. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and, and just all the backdoor side deals, oh, yeah. you know, this stuff that. that would never reach 
you know, uh, voters' ears. Yeah. So you have no idea. What did you, like, oh. you think of it? I, I, I thought it was horrible. <laughs> I, I, we struggled through it. We kept saying, all right, one more episode and we'll give it up. And then, it, and then it started to get good and then it just stopped. It reminds me of the, it reminds me of the old shows like on network TV because, you know, network TV, who watches that anymore? <laughs> right. But, you know, it, uh, network TV would go, you'd have a show that would have five, six seasons under the belt. And all of a sudden, some reason the rate the ratings just drop, and they decide to cancel it, even though they normally would have twenty twenty two episodes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're like, "Ah, oh, we're axing the show, and you only give you twelve episodes." So right. they try to squeeze everything in those twelve episodes. But the the issue with that is, even those six episodes didn't, or those twenty or what? How, I think there was twenty episodes or something like that. Back in the day, season, for this season. Oh no, no, this episode, this oh, season wait. only had like eight, six or eight, I think. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, even in those eight, though, it didn't make sense. Like mm. they weren't very cod- coddled. Yeah, together, like yeah. none of it made sense. Like I, I would understand if you packed eight episodes and wrapped up all the yeah the things, but none of it made sense. And then the fact, that, interesting, uh, Netflix didn't do anything with Frank. Like no voices, no. Yeah. They images just totally or said anything. Yeah. yeah, but here's the interesting part. They also released a movie that was, I think produced by, um, uh, Frank Underwood, his uh, name, uh, Kevin Spacey. Yep. They actually released a Kevin Spacey produced movie, but then they axed him from Netflix. Yeah. And there is, well, but also, like, you, you know, know, if you notice the last episode, they left it open for continuation eventually because with Robin Wright. Yeah, so, but who knows? I mean, I, what a great series though. I mean, as far as, It'll make you sick to your stomach. Yeah. A lot, I mean, obviously, the person who wrote the, the series and the screenwriter for these episodes probably had some knowledge about government inner yeah. workings. This isn't something that's just made up. I mean, this sure. stuff that has to have a little bit of truth in it. So it, just that just makes you nauseous. Even though you're, you know, you're watching it, kind of enjoying it, it yeah. just makes you nauseous thinking about it. So, um, you know, I... I hated how they ended Kevin Spacey, you know, and here's where we've gone too far. I mean, I think it is possible to divorce yourself from the person and their deeds. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, should have probably let them finish it off. And that's probably a controversial thing to say today, but at least let them finish at least least one episode. I mean, kind of write them off there, but nicely at least seeing them shot or whatever. But but, uh, no, they they read them out. So that was was kind of a, a halfway of the continuing the show without them. But yeah, it just, none of it, like, it just didn't make sense. No. I I hated it. Yeah, it was like you saw something that you really liked just die a horrible, miserable death, and it just wasn't satisfying at the end. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. And, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they bring it back in a few years after. Yeah, after it calms down a little. Yeah, bit. who knows? House of Cards. Well, obviously not bringing Frank Underwood back because he's right. He's pushing up daisies on yeah. the TV show. All right. Well, there's that. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back again, David Corducky from Bulljet.com. He's our special guest for, for tonight. So you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back.
All right, we are back. This is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, and on the line with us, we have David Corducky from BullJet.com. What is BullJet.com? Well, it's a, a fan experience package that this guy and his company uh, puts together and does a fantastic job. Uh, if you have any desire to watch a NCAA uh, football uh, game or even uh, baseball uh, World Series um, this is the the company that you want to go with. So uh, welcome to the show, David. Yeah, Thanks for thank coming on. We appreciate yeah. it. So tell us about Bullet and how did you guys get started? Basics of what we do is every year we've had somebody say, you know, tell us that our trip was the best bowl trip ever that they ever went on. Hmm. And that kind of became our slogan. And when we first started this, um, I had worked at a bank in Wisconsin doing construction lending. And a lot of you know, there's not a lot going on from about Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day. And I kind of like to stay busy as a college football fan. And I absolutely love going to the bowl games. There was like, some, you know, there's no event that's more fun as a college football fan, I think, than the bowl game almost because it just has a different, you know, everybody's in a different disposition. You know, you're in Florida. People don't have to get up and get back to get to work the next day. You know, everybody's just you know, it's a great event. And, you know, with the bands from both schools, the events that go on leading up to the game, I really enjoyed it. And when I was kind of looking at what it cost, you know, I'd looked at going to games and I'd talk to my friends. I'd be like, do you want to go? Do you want to go? And if nobody wanted to go, I didn't go. And it seemed like every year I'd, you know, talk to me and be like, oh, we decided to go at the last minute. I was like, should have gone, should have gone. And so um, eventually I kind of said, you know, I'm going to just go start this because the reasons people were telling me they weren't going is, you know, it's hard to get tickets, hard to get a hotel, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And so I thought, okay, if we can do this, put together in one spot, um, we would, you know, have something to, you know, offer people and, you know, give them a chance to, you know, maybe sit in some really good seats, stay at some really good hotels. Cause we scout like every city, you know, we go to the stadium, when the game's not going on, just kind of see where we want to sit, things like that. Oh, cool. um, but uh, so that's kind of what we wanted to put together. And, you know, it took a little while to get rolling. And uh, But now this will be our 12th season coming up. So wow. we're excited about this year's bowl season. Yeah. So um, one of our first games that, you know, just thinking back was when Kentucky played Clemson in Nashville. And, okay. uh, you know, kind of an exciting game. It was a cold game. Um but that was, I think, maybe our third year, you know, that we did that. Okay. So um, we've had Kentucky a few times. So we're kind of excited to have them in Orlando because Orlando is probably my favorite bowl destination personally. Okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of good ones, but Orlando just, you know, it's a special place to go. So what makes Orlando like one of your favorites? So there's some things that the bowl game does unrelated to football. You know, they have an active stake in the community and, if you've been in the area around the Citrus Bowl, it was a very depressed area. And they have purchased, you know, some huge apartment complexes and things like that. And they've gotten a partnership with the city to actually rebuild, um, you know, re- kind of rebuild the neighborhood the stadium is located in. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of, you know, from like a standpoint of doing more than just playing a game. You know, they've really done a lot of things for the community and they always did. Like it was the Citrus Bowl was ingrained in the community in terms of like, you know, Florida Citrus Sports or Foundation doing things, you know, to help children in the community it served. 
now it's kind of taking a bigger role as it's kind of, you know, actually rebuilding parts of the community around the stadium. Awesome. And and just full disclosure, how we got connected is I, I bought a parking pass from you guys uh, two years ago when Kentucky was playing at the Tax Slayer Bowl. Uh, really, uh, you guys went out of your way to get that to me and, and really impressed, uh, with, with what you guys have done. And we had Mike on the show, um, <clears throat> last year to talk a little bit about it, but we just wanted to bring you on as well. And, and you are the, the owner of, of the company, right? You're the one that got it started. Uh, correct. Yeah. And, uh, Mike was the early customer, got talking to him, you know, um, you know, once a year for a few years or a couple times a year for a few years. And then eventually he kind of joined us. So nice. Yeah, um, it, it was it was really just impressive how because like it was in Jacksonville, Kentucky, playing uh, Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech. Yeah. It was so busy, and and I was late, but he stayed a little extra just to make sure that I got the ticket. So uh, really good um, customer service, if nothing else we live in a society where customer service is kind of like, nah, whatever. So when anybody actually goes above and beyond, I'm like really excited and want to talk about it. So, um, yeah, really excited. I'm glad glad to hear that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. So you mentioned Kentucky. I told you before that I'm a huge Kentucky fan. Um, Mm -hmm. we have some listeners from Kentucky. So tell us about kind of what package you have going into this citrus bowl. This is probably one of our biggest bowls since what, 77. So, uh, we're really excited about it. Yeah. So what we have available at the citrus bowl this year is we have a package that includes three nights hotel and you'd be staying at the same hotel, the team's seen at the Renaissance Orlando sea world, mm. outstanding hotel, beautiful pools, fire pits. And it's kind of cool to be where the team is. Cause you get to yeah. see them coming, going, You'll see the coaches and the you know in the lobby you know just it's it really brings home the bowl game atmosphere. I mean it is very festive you know and again you'll see different people coming going and you know the players you know they've got things to do they've got meetings for like position groups and stuff like that but again you know you'll see them hanging out sometimes at night or you know in the morning you know different times mm-hmm. and you know we've got different stories from people that had experience with different players, coaches, you know, things like that. They're always kind of close, like hearing them, um, you know, kind of like what a college kid did, you know, to that's made someone's trip, you know, or what's mm-hmm. made it for a little, little kid or, you know, something like that. I've got a few funny ones um, that, you know, maybe I'll share again another time. But, <laughs> sure. yeah, what, we, what we've what we got this year is we got that hotel, and then we have it paired with what I think is the best tailgate in the bowl business. And in Orlando, they put on a tailgate that's in a climate-controlled tent that is, you know, great, you know, maybe the best barbecue in Orlando and then a few other kind of like high-end tailgate options, um, furniture to sit on, you know, table to stand at. Then both school bands will perform either in the tent or right outside of it. So you get this concert that there's not a lot of people there. So an example is like, you know, I got to, you know, Yes, with the cheerleaders. I <laughs> took pictures with Big Big Al from Alabama when they were there. Nice. Um, you know, just there's some different things that you can do at that tailgate. And, you know, you got plenty to eat, plenty to drink. Um, includes beer, beer, wine, soda, um, you know, private entrance to the stadium. Then when you go into the game, our tickets for that package are located in Section 108, which is on the Kentucky sideline, mm. between about the 40 and 50-yard line. And all our seats are oh. real close to the field real close to the action. So you sit really close to where things are and you get to see, you know, not only what's going on in the field, the citrus bowl starts, you know, it's not the same where the front row is on the ground. It's 
you know, you're elevated a little bit, so you can see pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also get to kind of watch what's going on on the sidelines, you know, things like that. And it's kind of, uh, you know, I kind of like that experience, sitting close, being part of it, yeah. hearing the noise of the crowd behind you, you know, um, you hear the bands playing, you know, stuff like that. It really creates like a rhythm of the game feeling. You're close and personal for that. So um, that's uh, our kind of high impact that we have. And to give you an idea of uh, if you're wondering like what that would cost somebody to do, um, you know, it depends on the number of people you have staying mm-hmm. in the room. Like if you have a room for two, room for three, room for four, um, off the top of my head, and this includes ticket, tailgate, hotel, all your local taxes. So you're not getting hit with, you know, resort fees, hotel tax, things like that. It's 749 a person. So okay. based off four people staying in a room, that's, that's again, insane. Ticket. So, um, and then we'll have an offering that's our value package that will be out. Um, it'll be available actually tomorrow. And that'll be, you know, it includes a lower bowl ticket. So it's not, you know, you're not in the front row. You're still in the lower bowl at the Citrus Bowl. You'll feel, still feel like part of the action. It's kind of on the, you know, it's like on the Kentucky sidelines, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's kind of about the corner of the end zone. It's still a great seat. The Citrus Bowl, the one thing it has is really nice sight lines. And, uh, but that package is going to be two nights, a ticket. It's going to delete the tailgate, but you could add that if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that package will run out at, Nine ninety nine for a group of four, so two fifty a person. Ticket, hotel, and out the door. And again, that's a lower bowl seat at the stadium. And we pick you up at the hotel. You can take the bus with us to the stadium, so you don't have to find transportation. You don't have to find, you know, park and things like that. You can fly in. You can take a shuttle to the hotel. If you park, you can leave your car. If you want a cocktail at the stadium, that's great. You know, more power to you. Yeah. And um, some of the things we do is like we'll have a car there, which, you know, if you go to the tailgate, you'll be immersed in that. You know, it's yeah. exciting to see both bands, we'll have a DJ, things like that. If you don't, there's Fan Fest going on, which, you know, takes place near, you know, kind of adjacent to the stadium. And if you decide you want to come over, have a drink, you know, with us, um, you know, we'll have someone at the car staff there with, you know, so, you know, beer, you know, maybe light mixers, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. soda, you know, water, you know, just say. So if you want to come walk around and kind of take things in and see the thing that if you're looking for a place to go, we'll still have a place to go. Um, and that way, if you're on your own, you kind of do that and you won't, you know, you'll have people to hang out with, spend some time with. And then we'll have a package that stretches out that adds an extra day to that, um, a three day. And uh, that'll run two ninety nine a person. So it's really, you know, three days in Orlando, daily breakfast at the hotel, the hotels that we're using for those packages are adjacent to where the pep rally is. So you'll be able to walk to bowl events as well as about, you know, I mean, dozens of bars, restaurants, things like that. And we'll have a guide there to walk, you know, let's say like if the pep rally is at 4.15, about 3, you know, about 3.15, we'll probably walk over. That'll give you time to kind of walk around, check out the area, find a spot if you want to be, and uh, kind of take it in. And this is, should be a really fun, exciting game. Penn State's a great opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, they they run a fun offense. Trace McSorley's a great player. You know, can they stop Mr. Snell? Who knows? You know, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. So, and it's 25 years from the the year that we played them last, which is which is also really cool. Uh, can I just say that those prices are insane? Um, I got a, a UK alumni. Uh, a package that was sent to my email being the UK alumni and it wasn't even including the ticket to the game. And it was $1,900. 
mean, it was, it was insane. Yeah. So you, you have gone above and beyond my friend. Th- those are insane prices. Um, th- yeah, we use only our own tickets. So, you know, we never have like a third party ticket that we take in. Um, you know, it's, it's our own hotel. It's our own staff there, you know, so we're not contracting with mm-hmm. someone local, you know, things like that. So, um, kind of keep a pretty close eye on where money's coming and going. We know we'll sell out, you know, sure. it's, you know, I mean, we know that we know we'll sell out. Um, and we're excited, but we enjoy it. It's never work. I mean, we love going, you know, we love the build up to the event, you know, and everyone that's part of our team does, you know, it's just part of what they do is they enjoy the whole experience. So who's the team that you, you pull for the most? Um, I pull for the Wisconsin Badgers first, mm. and uh, for us, it was a little bit of a rough year, rough year this year. So, um, you know, some big losses, some hard, you know, some hard games, and a little bit of disappointment here and there. Um, a few other teams I enjoy, you know, really enjoy watching. Um, you know, is I like South Carolina. You know, it's uh, I don't know why, I just you know, <laughs> kind of do. I've, you know, I've liked Purdue since I was a kid. One of my brothers bought me a Purdue T-shirt, and this is. You know, back when licensed T-shirts probably didn't need a license. And, uh, you know, I wore that shirt, you know, probably every day, once a week, probably from third, fourth grade. But since then, I've always kind of liked Boilermakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I live near Milwaukee, so the first game I went to was at Northwestern. So I always kind of watched Northwestern, okay. even though they were really bad then. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I kind of enjoy watching the, you know, enjoy watching their offense when it's working. You know, it's a fun team to watch, um, you know, and then, you know, there's different teams, different coaches I follow, you know, um, and I kind of, you know, there's certain schools I kind of like, like I do like, you know, like Duke, Wisconsin, Stanford, Vanderbilt, you know, I kind of like some of the schools that, you know, maybe have some limitations, like in, you know, they don't have the same number of player players that some of the other schools have. They may have some, you know, limitations in, who they can take and stuff like that. And how do you work with that? You know? Right. Yeah. And I think David Shaw is an outstanding coach. I think David Cutcliffe is an outstanding coach. Um, so I just kind of enjoy, you know, enjoy watching some of those games and I'm happy watching, you know, uh, you know, Tuesday night Matt game with, uh, you know, a five and six playing a four and 18, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that though. And try thinking like, how are they going to get this? How are they going to move the ball? You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. Um, I'll watch college football any day of the week if I could. So. <laughs> well, I went to uh, Indianapolis for the Kentucky Final Four game, uh, 14, and I'm still not over the Wisconsin loss. It, even to this day, I'm still – it just – Yeah. You guys stole my joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a little reluctant to mention that because, you know, it's I've heard that from people from time to time. It's like, you know, it's like I got to tell you that game and it's like – yeah. It's like, wow, you know, and, you know, because we kind of watched the year before, it was like, both of those were exciting electric down to the wire game, yeah. you know, um, you know, and, you know, Wisconsin, that was, the, you know, that was the best team Wisconsin's ever had in basketball, you know, that was, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, they won a title once in 1940, you know, one, you know, I wasn't alive, my dad was, yeah. um, but other than, uh, other than that, they haven't had a lot of, you know, a lot of moments, you know, playing basketball. And I think, you know, we never know. I'll be amazed if they ever get there again. It took a long time to get there, uh, to, get, to get back there. And, you know, 
for that team to be in the final four two years in a row was, yeah. you know, astounding for us, you know, because when I was growing up, Wisconsin basketball had never been in the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, and then, to, you know, kind of see, you know, where they got to, um, you know, kind of was there. I know some people like how they play Some people don't. I, you know, when they're winning, I love to watch it. When they're losing, it's painful. So. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Uh-huh. Um, so who's going to win the uh, the whole thing this year? Uh, I mean, is is Alabama stoppable? Um, you know, I would I would guess Alabama would be my favorite. But you know, every year there's a game that happens that you know no comes out of the blue or surprises people, things like that. Um, I mean, Oklahoma can put up some points. Can they stop Alabama? You know, probably not. Alabama can probably control the clock, probably do things like that. But, you know, Oklahoma can score. And uh, I think they'll be able to score, in, you know, score some points in Alabama. Um, you know, I think the, you know, the Tua, Kyler, I got to see Kyler play in his first game at A&M uh, when he opened up against South Carolina. So okay. it's kind of cool to see him come back, yeah. you know, and make, you know, get where he got, um, you know, this year, because I don't know, everybody in Texas was like really fired up for him, you know, when he was coming in A&M as a true freshman right. taking over halfway through the year. Um, but that being said, you know, I think, you know, I think Alabama on paper should beat Oklahoma. You know, they have all the things going for them. You know, you have Nick Saban, you know, if Tua's healthy, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, you know, who knows? On the other side, you know, I like Clemson, but I did get to see Notre Dame this year. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is good. You know, they That's play right. very disciplined, yeah. you know. So, um, you know, it's it's hard to say. You know, it's like anything, though. If you ask me, I would guess Alabama just, you know, they're good, you know, elite players, up, you know, everywhere. And, uh, you know, they're fun to watch, too. And if you ever get a chance or if you already have, there's no team I like to watch – enjoy watching Warnos better than Alabama. It's there's a way they go about it. That's different than anybody else. Yeah. And I just enjoy watching Alabama, you know, warm up, you know, there's, a, you know, rhythm to the way the line and stuff like that. And, you know, it's fun to watch. So hmm. um, let's see, I'm not going to get to that game, but I, you know, you know, I'd like, would like to, but um, I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. I think Notre Dame Clemson's going to be fun. I think, you know, a lot, a lot of the bowl games have some really good, really intriguing matchups this year and uh, should be fun. Yeah. So. Let's see. I, I, let's get away from this football mess. When are we going to start doing NCAA packages to the <laughs> you know, earlier? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, the final fourth of Minneapolis, I have never been to it. So, you know, we don't do something that we haven't like experienced. And, um, you know, so. I'm going to try getting up there at least to kind of check it out, see what it is. And then, you know, the, the things that we have to see, like logistics, like how do we get tickets? How do we get hotels? How do we get, you know, things to do or place stuff like that. Um, it's something that we can do. We can, you know, we could sell a third party package. Um, we maybe we'll do, you know, kind of do that as an offering, but you know, some of the things we like to do, we kind of like to have our own spin and kind of take advantage of certain things like, whether it's relationships with hotels or, you know, things like that, that we could do. And, you know, again, um, really try to say like, you know, we want this to be a really special experience. And we, you know, like one of the things I look at is, 
you know, like you had mentioned the alumni association, you said, Oh, it's priced a lot higher things like that. It's like, mm. you know, we've had people say like, Oh yeah, you know, this is priced here. This is priced here for a different school. We had prepared something for a large travel club and we were priced, you know, they said to like, we're priced a thousand dollars under what yeah. I believe it was the school, whoever they said there, you know, someone else was selling something similar. We had an extra night at the hotel and, uh, you know, I thought, you know, well, I'm not going to say better seats because every, you know, seats are judgmental. There's, right. you know, some people like to in the front row of the upper deck. Some people like to be, you know, someplace, you know, near the band or, you know, whatever it is. But, um, but, you know, I thought we had a pretty nice, you know, pretty nice package. I was, you know, like, okay, you know, that's, you know, we're not pricing this and saying like, oh, they're charging this much. So can we get away with this? It's like, this is what it cost, you know, cost us. And if somebody said like, oh, I was going to, you know, you undercut the alumni assistance, like write him a check. You know what I mean? Get love a donation. <laughs> right. you know? um, and that, you know, that's cool. The way I look at it is bold or social, you know, yeah. go back to my experience or a few years I didn't go cause I didn't know anybody going. And you know, once, and then, you know, once I was there, I'm like, this is a totally different thing. It's like going to a wedding reception, you know, mm. it wasn't, you know, cause you got fans from all over there, you know, you got, a, you know, you'll probably have, alums that are, you know, from, you know, New York and California, you have people that grew up in Kentucky that now have relocated that, you know, kind of want that little, you know, taste of home or whatever. Um, It's, you know, it's a really cool experience. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I look at as, you know, we want the alumni association, we want the school, we want, you know, people buying tickets off stuff. We want people, you know, going wherever they go because the more people that go, the better it is for everyone because it's more exciting you know, if you know 10 people go in the game, it's like, hey, you know, we can do this. We can do that. We'll see you after. You know, it's it's a little bit different. And, you know, and if you go on your own, one of the things you always have is packages for one um, where you could have one person go to the game and we can take care of that. They won't, you know, they'll have their own hotel room and stuff like that, but they're not going to be, you know, sitting by themselves without anything to do. It's like yeah. our host will be, you know, calling them and saying like, hey, like we're walking over the pepper at 345, you know, or things uh-huh. like that so that you might be alone you know, you might be on your own, but you won't be alone. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really, again, the customer service going above and beyond. Um, so you don't even just do bowls, but you also do the college baseball world series too, right? Um, so what we've done is, uh, like Mike, every year Mike goes to SEC baseball championship down in Hoover, Alabama, and he loves the event that I went down there and met him once for it. And it is, it's a great, it's a celebration of college baseball. It's kind of how I'd look at it. So he'll be doing that. And then he does go to Omaha typically. Um, he didn't go this year, um, but he, you know, he expects to be back there next year and we'll see. We've done it most, you know, probably maybe for the last five years, for the last six. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, a, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice event. Um, you know, it stretches out a little bit in my opinion, you know, cause it takes a long time that I think it's one that like to me, I would go to if you like college baseball um, or to follow a team, you know, but it's, you know, again, it can be a nine day event. So it's hard to go there for that long. Um, But it is a really, you know, it is like, again, it's like fans of college athletics, you know, everybody's there to enjoy it, you know, kind of enjoy it, you know, kind of going back to, you know, like the bowl game. It's like, it's just little, the pace and like get up and get back to work the next day. It's can, you know, kind of, kind of take it in. Um, yeah, and then one of the things that we're doing is we've done road trips, like kind of like a game here, a game there, a game here. And like next year, for example, we'll have Kentucky 
at Vanderbilt. And, you know, we know a lot of Kentucky fans will know that Nashville probably better than we do. Um, (laughs) But we'll have, you know, a pretty nice, you know, package with a, you know, decent hotel, um, a, you know, decent, you know, good seats at the game and a few activities that somebody can participate in if they want to. And if not, you know, they can go enjoy the town. You know, you have a lot of fun in Nashville Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm sure at that game are probably as many Kentucky fans as Vanderbilt fans. Oh yeah, no doubt. The, so, the Big Blue Nation travels pretty well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think like that'll be one that we'll have out there next year, and we're actually going to start signing people up. We haven't done this before, but as soon as the bowls pass, you know, we're going to say like, okay, well, let's start working on these games in the fall because we kind of, you know, kind of would say like, okay, what should be an interesting game to do? What should be a good game to do? And we kind of, we kind of like that one. Um, you know, just, you know, it's not that far of a drive. It's an easy drive in. And again, Kentucky fans will know the town maybe better than we do, but mm. it's still fun to go there, have some hot chicken, go to the Johnny Cash Museum, <laughs> or, you know, yeah, take it in. So, yeah, I think uh, Mojo and I were talking about that earlier. I think you can count us in. We're going to try to make that one. I think that'd be a fun, oh, excellent. fun trip to go. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'll try to get Mike to get that one too then. So, nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, if, if anybody wants to like book a um, a package with you or get more information, where do they go? Sure, they can go to our website, which is Boljet, and that's B O W L J E T, um, Boljet.com. And on there, there's like a tab at the top that says like bowl games. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you click on it, Orlando should pop up. Um, I wouldn't go to the list, I just click on the bowl games and see a series of pictures. And there's a few from the Citrus Bowl. Right now, the one for Kentucky that's on there is the one we call the best bowl trip ever, which is, uh, again, great seats, team hotel. And then if you move down from there, um, you know, tomorrow, uh, the value packages should be out there. And, again, that's, you know, you know, package for four for $9.99. Two nights and then lower bowl seating at the game, ride to the game so you don't have to worry about driving. Breakfast at the hotel, it's a quality hotel. It's a Hampton Inn or a residence inn, so it's a brand hotel. And again, walkable to the bowl events. We'll have someone there to get you there. And then, you know, it makes for an easy, fun time, plenty of places to go. And again, there's no place I, you know, I love being in Florida in, you know, December and January. So, um, you know, these pictures of the palm trees, the blue skies, and you say coming from Wisconsin, make me smile every time I look at them. So. <laughs> well, I was the moron that decided we should probably get married on January 1st. So I'm not going to be able to make it because I got an anniversary. But uh, maybe we can uh, work on getting that to that Kentucky Vanderbilt game. And if you ever start uh, the NCAA basketball things, we'll definitely take a look at those. Anything, yeah, Duke, anything Duke, yeah. I'll sign up for. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So – you know that Duke Kentucky like Final Four series. Like, oh yeah, well. yeah. What was it, what was worse when uh, Wisconsin beat Kentucky or when Kentucky lost in three seconds? Yeah, so. <laughs> or one one point something seconds. Yeah, he's still crying about so, it. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wisconsin lost to Duke the week, you know two days later after uh, after that Kentucky game. So, um, yeah, I think we all got a little taste of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, thank you so much for for coming on the show. We're going to have all of your information on our website uh, under the show notes. So if you're interested uh, in booking that trip, please go out and check them out and uh, uh, support Bulljet because they're they're awesome folks. Yeah, awesome. Appreciate that. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. 
All right, so that was uh, David Corducky, uh, again, with BullJet.com. Again, all of his information will be on our show notes, so you can check it out there. I, listen, if you guys really want to go to a bowl game, the the only way you could get any better seats is if you invented a time machine, <laughs> went back 20 years, uh, played football really well, and actually got on the field. Mm. That would be the only way you could get any better. Because those seats are amazing. That I don't good. know like if you saw them, but they're fantastic seats. So. That's awesome. I just, hey, you know what? It's, I'm lazy mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to like planning stuff. Sure. I'm bad at it, too. Like, you, if I was going to a game, I'd probably drive or fly into a city. Right. And just go to the game. I wouldn't do anything else. I wouldn't go to any mixers, you know, just because right. I'm a I'm just introverted socially sometimes. So <laughs> um, I I, I kind of like these things. I, and the older I get, the more I appreciate the inclusivity they have. You know, as far as like, all right, you got your meals planned. You got you got a catering here, there. You can attend this event if you want. Yeah, I appreciate that. So it sounds yeah. like a neat thing. Um, just too bad he doesn't do basketball yet. Yeah. Well, he'll get there one of these yeah. days. Hopefully um, sooner than later. So. <laughs> this year, I think I'm okay not going to the tournament because sure. we, we probably won't make it to the tournament. <laughs> but one of these days, we'll be back, we'll be back on top. Uh, all right. So we're going to wrap up the show. Um, I think, Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you want to check us out. Yeah, please go to iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. You can find those, download our podcast there, subscribe, give us a like, give us a review. Please give us a review. That really helps out when you do that on any of those uh, uh, any of those aggregates for mm-hmm. podcasts. You can go to our website at www.southernfriedphilosophy.com. You can find us on the YouTubes at youtube.com forward slash SFP radio. Our Patreon link, if you'd like to give a buck, two bucks per Three month, it'd be chuck. great. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you can find us there at patreon.com forward slash SFP radio. And lastly, our favorite place to connect with you guys is on Facebook at Mm -hmm. Southern Fry Philosophy. And as always, keep looking up.